Coming up on Verse Course Verse, fuck Spotify. Also, let's talk about how much we listen to Spotify this year. That's next. Hey everybody, I'm DL and with me is nobody. In a way. In a whole other way, the team is with me. And they're going to be on the episode. Just not in the usual way. I miss them. I hope they're doing well. It's the holiday season. Everybody's probably with their families, doing their family things, enjoying their family stuff. When this comes out, it will be 2023. Second week of... So I guess the holidays will all be over and all this magic will be dead and gone. One of the pitfalls of being a well-planned out podcast, pre-planned and highly edited, is that you don't really get any real-time reaction, real-time feel. It is a struggle and maybe someday when we're a super rich podcast and we have a highly skilled team of editors to work overnight when we're done we can record something that will be released the next day for now that's not the case i am recording this on the weekend before christmas i'm feeling the holidays bro it's good times i'm not a big christmas guy as i'm sure most of you would be able to tell and you are not shocked by that But I do still, you know, there's lights and there's holiday booze and work tends to slow down. So it's not all bad. People walking down the street are happy. It's cold. That's all I know. I don't like the cold. What are we doing today on the podcast? We are talking about our Spotify raps. Yes, we are. We are doing that. I don't know how long this is going to last. Should we... Let's just get the disclaimer out of the way. Look, I don't like Spotify. I don't want to listen to Spotify. I don't want to listen to your music on Spotify. I don't want to listen to my favorite artists on Spotify. I like my vinyls, and I like to go buy your things, and I like to go to Bandcamp and buy downloads, and I do that. Anybody that's listening to this, if you have a band that's come out with something or you want us to feature you on the pod, write me. Go listen to season two, season one. Anything that I feature on the podcast, I buy or I try to buy. And if it's on Bandcamp, I do buy it. Most of you that have dealt with me before in the past know that's true. You know that I want to buy your stuff and I will buy your stuff, especially if it's going to be featured on here. I cannot bash Spotify too much because it would be hypocritical because I am on Spotify and I would love it if you listen to us on Spotify. I got to tell you from a podcaster's perspective, it matters, but it doesn't where you listen to the pod. It really doesn't. I don't have a lot of the same problems that musicians do on Spotify. I mean, I do in the sense that we make no money. <laughs> so I'm in a worse boat than a lot of you are, you know, zero cents is the amount that this podcast has brought in so far. Spotify is gross. I support Spotify. I have a Spotify subscription. I have a podcast that's on Spotify. That said, I don't like it. 
I don't like how little they pay their artists. I don't like how much they get away with. I don't like any of it. But they do this fun, cute little thing (laughs) where they keep track of what you've been listening to. And then they give you a cool little post about what you did. And it's fun. And that's what we're talking about tonight. So yes, everybody listening, roll your eyes. How dare you do the Spotify thing? Just keep in mind that I own a lot of vinyl and that if you reach out to me about your band, about your whatever, I will buy your shit. So get off my back. How about that? And get off your high horse too. You know, Sven made a good point last year-ish. Holes can be poked in it if you're looking at it from a broader term. But if you're looking at it at the terms of somebody like a Sven, who is just a good person, he doesn't buy vinyl anymore because he thinks it's a sign of privilege. I absolutely get where he's coming from. You can buy a Spotify. I don't know what my Spotify subscription is right now. I think it's combined with fucking Hulu and something and something or whatever. And it's like 12 bucks a month. Probably bad that I don't know that. And probably speaks a lot to what Sven was talking about, about uh, being privileged. That was his point, is that how privileged am I that I get to spend fucking 20 to 40 bucks on an album. And in this specific way, I like to listen to it. He's absolutely right. Spotify has a free subscription thing, but I don't think you can listen to the albums the way they're intended. So I don't know if that works. There are many, many ways to, to listen to free music. There are a couple legal ways to listen to free music for sure. So I get what he's saying. I'm not that type of person. And I'm not saying that I'm a, I mean, I probably am a worse person than Sven, but it's more the jaded cynic. But the reason I'm a jaded cynic is because it's, it's right. I'm right. I have the facts on my side, unfortunately. And the facts are that me listening or not listening to Spotify is not going to change anything. Me deciding to stop my privilege and buying vinyl doesn't do anything good for anybody. If I stop buying vinyl, that doesn't change the fact that I still have the ability to do so. Also, it's not Spotify's fault that they figured out how to corner the market. We live in a capitalist country and they figured it out. Oh, well, Also, I don't feel guilty about having Spotify because if you've shown me your music and that it is buyable on vinyl or if it's buyable on a CD or if it's downloadable on Bandcamp, I bought that shit. This got combative. I'm going to fight all of you. I'm going to elbow you in the face. As you can see, I have a lot of feelings about Spotify. It is an icky, icky thing. It is... I'm trying to think of what it's akin to. It is something that you do that you know you're going to do and you know it's a smart purchase, but you just feel fucking icky for doing it. That's what it is. And that's Spotify to me. Hopefully all you artists, we can at least get you downloads on it. I know that you aren't going to make shit for it, but I promise you that if there was another way, I'd do it. Because of that, I don't feel guilty for listening and hanging out on Spotify. And because of that, I still do think that it's fun to talk about our raps. It's fun to go through all of your your friends. Oh, look at that. Look what that person was listening to. And it's fun to go through your own. And that's what we're going to do tonight. Before we get into that, what are we drinking on this season three preseason episode? 
I'm drinking a beer. In my garage right now, I have a bunch of PBR sitting there waiting for me because I brought a case to the finale and I think like four of them got drank. So now I have a shit ton of PBR in my garage and tonight I've decided to try to drink some of them. And it's working. I've had a couple, not the worst thing in the world. Some member berries there. I feel like I'm downtown again, drinking pitchers with the boys, playing darts, and thinking about what bar to go to that will have women there. The answer was always none, and it was pointless anyway, because you're not going to go up and fucking talk to them. Luckily enough, I'm so charismatic that it never mattered. JK, PBR is what I'm drinking. I want to talk about my Spotify wrapped, and I want Rachel to talk about hers, and I want Sven to talk about his, and I want Evil to talk about theirs. We're going to all talk about our Spotify wraps after the break. We'll be right back. Vietnam. Just kidding. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm not kidding. Hi, it's your friend Rachel. I work at a little podcast called Verse Course First, and I use the word work loosely. We're here talking about our 2020 wrapped. Wicka wicka, wicka wicka. What did I do this year with my life? Oh my gosh, the fucking dogs. This is going to be a thing. Go outside. All right, let's just talk. Let's just do this. Let's just wrapped. That's what we listened to this year. Let's rewind. I made a margarita. I feel like it's been a while. I feel like I'm known for the extensive composition of my margarita cocktails. Today I used Trace Agave's mix and 800 Blanco tequila. It was pretty intense. It took me a while to mix it all together. I grabbed a shot glass because I couldn't find a jigger. And then I just used a blender bottle because I'm too short to reach the cocktail shaker. That's what I'm making with a full salted rim because mama likes a lot of salt. That's what I'm doing today. It's noon, the day after Christmas. Uh, I just got rid of my kid for a week. So mom's kicking up her feet. Let's talk music, shall we? Wrapped 2022. What did I do in my off time? I didn't have any. That was a trick question. I explored 19 different genres, which seems excessive, but not considering all of the different kinds of music we listen to. I know some bands are put in multiple genres, so 19 kind of seems low, but here we are. As far as my top five genres, as my friend Alex would say, rock was number one, pop was number two. So it looks like my influence got in there outside of what I had to do for the podcast. Hip hop, we did have a lot of really good hip hop this year. JID, we had Conway the Machine, we had Denzel Curry, Kendrick. There was so much good rap. That's why that's there. I'm kind of surprised it's not a little higher. I'm surprised rock. But then again, we're talking about groups are put into multiple genres. So maybe that's it. Uh, Number four, Broadway. Not really sure how that one got up there. I mean, 
I listen to as I'm looking at my top songs. There is some Hamilton on there. Apparently, I listened to some Hamilton at some point, which is not that abnormal. I just don't remember having moments where I wasn't working and actually listening to something I was choosing on my own. So Broadway is number four, shout out. Then number five, we have Contemporary Country, which I kind of get. I did listen to some Casey in anticipation for ACL this year. And I do really like the Nashville soundtrack from the TV show. So I get how that got on there. Actually, I'm a really big fan of Nashville. So yeah, that's my top five genres. Rock number one, pop number two, hip hop three, Broadway four, contemporary country number five. As far as my total play time on Spotify was an embarrassingly low 13,625 minutes. That is not enough minutes. Let's do a little quick mathy math and see what that means per day. It's embarrassingly low. Here's the thing. As I'm pulling out my computer, I just want to explain to you that I have a job, my job where they give me money instead of sweatshirts. I don't listen to music during the day because I can't focus. I'm not very good at multitasking. And so I don't listen to music during my work day. So I feel like that kind of takes out of my listening time. I do listen to it in the car, but I live so close to my work. It's like a three minute drive. Anyway, so that gives me 37 minutes a day of music. That's embarrassing. Oh my God. I need to quit my regular job. Don't listen to this regular job, people. It was more than 63% of other listeners in the United States, but come on, I'm on a music podcast. That's not good. I mean, I listen to music in other places too, but Spotify is my main music venue. Okay. My top song was Whistle by Blackpink. This is not surprising. That is one of the songs that's on one of my workout playlists. So that song just gets played a lot because of that, because I like to listen to the same 20 songs all the time when I work out. I played 2,086 songs. That is a lot of songs, but probably pretty low too. I feel like I, when I listen to music, I often like to replay and replay and replay and replay. That is about six songs a day. That's not enough. Margarita. My top songs, number one, Whistle. Obviously we talked about that because of the workout playlist. Number two, Amy Winehouse, You Sent Me Flyin'. That was on Frank when we collaborated with Songs for Win, our friends over the pond, um, George and M. We went over Frank because that is M's favorite album of all time. We really dug deep into that. But we also, shortly after that, David and I did a dissection of Amy Winehouse. And given her discography, that was something that was listened to over and over again. So that makes perfect sense. Number three on my top songs was Hit Me Like That Snare. Alt-J. David introduced me to Alt-J and hot damn if I didn't just love them. They are fabulous. Relaxer is just so great. It was really hard when we were going through that album to pick a top song because they were so great. I loved Hit Me Like That Snare. There were so many points in that song that I was just amazed by. Hit Me Like That Snare just comes out with this 60s psychedelic. The lyrics are so chill. I do what I want to do. And then just hit me like that snare. It's just casually, just whatever. Also, there's a cowbell in there, I think. And it's about a sex hotel. How could this not be in my top songs? I'm kind of surprised talking about it and how much I love it that it's not number one. But I understand that I, the other ones were studied more and listened to more because I was at the gym. Blah, blah, blah. It's number three. That's fine. Alt J, 
anyway, super grateful that when me and David did album exchange time that he introduced me to them because they are fabulous. I remember thinking I, I put the songs in order of which ones I liked best. And it was really hard for me because it's one, it's a short album. There's only eight songs on it, but they were all so good. They're all so good. Moving on. What are we talking about? That was number three. Number four, Blackpink makes their second appearance with doo-doo-doo-doo. Doo-doo. Uh, this is another song that was on a workout playlist. My one workout playlist <laughs> that I listened to a lot at the beginning of the year. So that one, of course, got played um, probably on an almost daily basis for the first couple months of the year. It's just another good slappy workout song. Good beat to it. Number five on my top songs, we have the 2022 remaster of Wood by Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains is a band that is David's favorite. He loves Alice in Chains. And because I'm an asshole, I, for the longest time, was like, I'm not listening to them. I'm sure I will hate them. But the more I move through this life, I understand that me and David are pretty much the male and female version of the same person. But no, that I strongly disagree with this. Alice in Chains is fabulous. Um, Dirt, this album, is fabulous. They are so great. And this song, Wood, was actually in the movie Singles in the 90s. Great movie, very cute, very 90s grunge, Pearl Jam, uh, Eddie Vedder were in the movie. I encourage you to look it up. I don't think it's streaming. Anyway, so this song and Alice in Chains were in Singles the Movie. We talked about this when we dissected Dirt. This song, this whole album is just about addiction, but not in like a a braggy sort of way. It just takes a man into the depths of what is controlling his life. And it's from a perspective of, please don't do this. It's not a, um, a glamorization of any sorts. It's a, it's a warning to people. And this song speaks on that. This song talks about the cycle of addiction of into the flood again, going back into the addiction again. And it's the same old shit. Lather, rinse, repeat for him. He can't get out of it. If you do this, if you get into addiction, this is it. This is just what your life will be. It's very simple lyrically, but lyrics don't have to be complex to be good and to get the message across. And it's just a fabulous, fabulous song. Anyway, that's number five. Moving on. I listened to 986 artists this year. That seems probably about right. I am sure I landed under uh, the boys in numbers on these ones. That's good. 986. That's like three-ish a day, a little under three different artists a day. That sounds about right. The top artist that I listened to was Amy Winehouse. I was in the top 1% of Amy Winehouse listeners this year with 461 minutes. Because she is such a complex person, because there was so much more to her than her music and to every artist there is, but there's not so much written about every artist. Amy, given the life that she led, there is so much on her, um, even though her career was so short. 461 minutes of, of listening to her. I also watched a documentary and read tons of news articles um, about her life, about her music, about her struggles with addiction. We really kind of dwelled <laughs> in a little bit of depression this year, I think. 
sad stories of musicians. I feel like, unfortunately, a lot of the greatest musicians are the ones that struggle the most. And Amy was definitely falls in that category. Amy, top artist this year. Down from Amy was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift obviously released a new album this year, though I don't think that now that I'm looking at when this was, this was from November 30th when I looked at this. She released Midnights this year. So that is included in this listing. Um, I'm sure to a degree, well, it was only a month before this wrapped was compiled. So a month of listening to Midnights, but also I just love Taylor Swift. It's just who I am as a person. And that's just is what it is. Though I am surprised given how much studying I did for other bands that she made it to number two. But I guess, you know, this is my background jamming in the car music kid-appropriate music for the most part. Although this last album had a lot of swears on it. Down the list on my top artists, we have number three is Blackpink. Again, this is kid-friendly music. This is stuff that is on my workout playlist, and it's just good go-to happy pop music. So Blackpink, Taylor, these both make sense. Number four, we have Alt-J. Number five, which is kind of insanely surprising, and I feel like there must be something wrong with The Matrix, is Shakira. The only time I listened to Shakira this year was for our Rolling Stone Top 500. She has one of the Top 500 albums of all time. I listened to it for that YouTube video. I didn't listen to it a ton. I did listen to it probably four or five times. But I don't know that that really is more than I listen to J.I.D. or Kendrick. So I don't know that that is, that doesn't sound right. And I feel like I should call the Spotify people and ask them if that's right. I don't think that's right. Moving forward. Podcasts. I spent 3,503 minutes listening to podcasts. That's kind of low. I used to listen to them more at work but then I just started doing harder work. <laughs> so I don't listen to anything anymore. And I, again, I don't have a huge drive to work, so I don't get a lot of car time that way. I do listen to our podcast because I like the sound of my own voice. And then it's going to be like my favorite murder after that. And that's kind of the only things I've really been listening to this year. But anyway, 3,503 minutes listening to podcasts. My top podcasts uh, number one is a small music podcast called Verse, Chorus, Verse. It is fabulous. Number two on the list, again, My Favorite Murder. Those ladies are just fabulous and funny and can take a very serious topic. I don't want to say lighthearted because that seems to be a little disrespectful. Maybe soften um, speaking about the topics of murder and crime a little bit. Um, number three was This American Life. This American Life I started listening to when I was a bank courier. When I was like 19, I used to drive around Boise in circles and deliver bank documents. <laughs> and I got real tired of the radio. And so I started listening to NPR. And This American Life was something that I listened to. Good show, lots of different things, lots of different topics they cover. Of course, the top podcast that I listened to was First Chorus First. 2,774 minutes. I feel like that is probably one listen <laughs> for each episode um, about that. I did try and click on the say thanks button 
um, to send David a message about uh, his podcast. But alas, it took me to Twitter and Mama doesn't have a Twitter. So thanks, David. Your podcast is fabulous. What is this? Like my personality or something? My musical personality, I guess, is the fan clubber. Uh, It says you're the type of fan artist dreams of. When you love an artist, you cycle through entire albums playing their hits and every song in between. This is because David makes me listen to entire albums. This isn't my personality. I mean, maybe it's my personality. I don't think it is. Before David, if I loved an artist, then I would listen to their entire album, but uh, obviously not if I didn't like them. But now, regardless, it is my job to listen to the entire album. So these days I will listen to an album and then I will replay the songs that I love. I think that's probably what most people would do. Um, a handful, I would go back and if I can, you know, I need to jog my memory about something, I'll listen to the first little bit or the last little bit of it. Again, I feel like that's most people. There's skips in albums, you know. That is it on my wrapped. I feel good about this year. If I had to look back on this year, what I listened to, I could listen to more podcasts. I could listen to more music in general. I could probably like to see that number doubled. I'm a little embarrassed of the minutes that I listen to. And maybe my top songs, maybe I need to, I mean, it's nice that I have these comfort bands of of Blackpink and of Taylor Swift, but maybe it would be nice to have top songs, top bands be something outside of there. So maybe that could be a New Year's musical, New Year's resolution is to step even more outside my box. That's what she said. (laughs) Rachel. Thank you for telling me about your Spotify wrapped. Thank you for telling the listeners. I appreciate that. I bet what you said was informative and great. So much so that I think I'll talk about it in our next episode. But before I do that, I want to hear from Sven. Sven, what about your wrapped? You were very worried in the finale about what it was going to be like. And I want to know. First course verse, how are you doing? It's Sven here, and I'm getting ready to talk about my Spotify wrapped for 2022. But first, have you ever wondered what's really going on with Spotify wrapped? How do they accumulate? Well, they have the data, but how do they calculate what your top 10 are? How do they calculate what you listen to most? So I thought I'd take a look at that and at least share with you as much as I can about what I found out. Spotify Wrapped calculates the data that's logged between January 1st at midnight up to November 15th at one minute before midnight. That's right. January 1st through November 15th, which, by the way, means if you're in a band or you're an artist and you're thinking about releasing an album and it's important for you to be on somebody's Spotify wrapped. The worst time you could release an album would be between November 16th and December 31st. Don't drop your single, don't drop your album, don't don't put music out. If it's important for you to show up in people's Spotify data, uh, it's going to get completely ignored. You have to listen to a song for more than 30 seconds for it to count in your song rankings. So all those previews, you know, I do that a lot where... I'm kind of skipping through, trying to decide what I want to listen to. Uh, All that stuff doesn't count. If it's under 30 seconds, data is ignored. Top songs are calculated by play count, 
rather than total time listened. So that's kind of interesting because I've got, I logged a lot of playtime on a few songs. And when we get into it and you look at my total amount of minutes listened, it's ridiculously insane. Interestingly enough, it's a play count, not total time listened. So longer songs don't get ranked differently than shorter songs. It's really just the amount of times. Although you could probably listen to a short song a lot more times. In your top 100 playlists, only the first 10 songs are sorted by play count. The rest are close, but they're also sorted by artist. So uh, your top 10 is pretty darn accurate data. The rest are kind of a wag. Total time listening includes podcasts, so it's not just music. Thank you, all of you who have listened a ton and have a bunch of listening time on your wrapped. And uh, if any of that was listening to our Verse Course Verse Pod, uh, thank you. That's awesome. And we're so happy to be in your wrapped. Your top artists are calculated by total play counts rather than total time listened. So just like your uh, top songs. That's kind of what I've dug up. That's about as much as I can find on the interwebs. Kind of interesting. Let's jump in to Sven's Spotify rap for 2022. I explored 99 different genres. 99. I wish I could see all 99 because I'm kind of curious, but they share the top five. And starting at five at the bottom of the list uh, is Roots Reggae. That's definitely my summertime jam. I listen to a lot of reggae when I'm out on the boat, camping, hiking, or just when I'm relaxing in the backyard under a, a shady tree, drinking a beer. I'm way into the roots reggae. There's some newer stuff, the dance hall stuff, the dub stuff. There's there's lots of kinds of reggae. My heart's still old school, I guess. The Wailers, Toots and Maytels, Peter Tosh, you know, that other guy, Robert something, Marley. Uh, moving on to number four is rock. I kind of am surprised that rock wasn't at least in the top three, but uh, yeah, top four, rock, go figure. Three really surprises me. CCM, anyone that doesn't know what CCM is, good for you. If you do, then you already know it's uh, contemporary Christian music. And this kind of surprised me, but it, it, in a way, when I really think about it, it makes some sense because I'm going to guess that that genre is probably just two songs that make up the total play counts and listening time that somehow got CCM to my number three genre because I had two songs that were reference tracks in that genre for a project I was listening to and I'm sure that I just played the crap out of both of them over and over and over and over while I was trying to produce and mix uh, something I was working on. Up at number two, now this one's no surprise to me. Yep, this country. Thank God I'm a country boy. That's also kind of one of my... It, spring through fall so I, I three seasons of the year i'm very seasonal with my listening moods country and reggae are both for me like warm weather i want to be outside doing stuff when i'm driving around it's usually what's on um, either a playlist or the uh, fresh finds that spotify likes to put together for you uh, i also do a lot of work in kind of country-esque type stuff. I guess some people wouldn't call it true country. I'm, I don't work on a lot of stuff that sounds like Hank Williams. Love me some Hank. Love me some Willie. Love me some Waylon. Most of the time I'm listening to country, it's uh, modern country, I guess you could call it. And then my number one genre, pop. 
I wish I could see. I wish I could see the data. But they just have this pretty picture of some planets, and my number one genre planet is pop. There you have it. Ooh, I love how they do these little moods, like how your morning started, how you lived your day, and, and what you did at night kind of a thing. So my morning started with joyful, inspirational hype. Uh, I mean, who doesn't need some inspirational, joyful hype when they get up in the morning? Sometimes coffee's just not enough. And uh, music definitely gives me the boost that I need to get going on my day. I seized the day with how are you relaxing nostalgia. I get that. That's my midday thing, I guess. I do like me some uh, familiar tunes. Uh, Embrace the night with pumpkin spice cathartic yearning. Now that's a bunch of bullshit. I don't know what the hell that means even. I hate pumpkin spice. That's pretty much why like... From Halloween through Christmas, I just don't visit Starbucks or any any kind of a coffee shop for that matter, because the smell of pumpkin spice is almost as irritating as the sound of Michael Buble singing. Let's see. Oh, in 2022, my total play time was, are you ready for this? It's kind of a big number. 54,221 minutes. That's more than 93% of everybody else that was listening in the United States top 7% of something in my life. That's a lot of time, folks. I I listen to a lot. Spotify is almost always on. But let's see. With one song, it was Love at First Sight. Could you guess my number one song, most play counts, was a song called Verse, Chorus, Verse. It's an outtake by Nirvana. I played it apparently 265 times. Holy crap. I love Nirvana, by the way. Uh, that was probably, talk about nostalgia. I listened to a lot of Nirvana and a lot of Foo Fighters in the middle of my day. It was the first CD that I bought with my own money. Nirvana, never mind, that is. Kurt had a way of writing that I don't I don't know that, I mean, it's influenced so many people, but I don't know that anyone else does it quite like Kurt. I played 7,414 songs, but here are the top five that I played again and again and again. So we already mentioned Verse, Chorus, Verse was my number one song by Nirvana. In the number two, I'm going to go ahead and have my beverage ready. As those of you who listen to the pod know, we have a drinking game where when any of us on the podcast, DL, myself, Rachel, Evil, say the name of a specific musician and all of them are or, or artists specific to each of us, when we say their name, we have to take a drink. Balavia, specifically the 1978 album version by Chuck Mangione. Drink was my number two. My number three song is uh, called After the Night by this idiot named Sven Knudsen. Kind of chill. Something that just is, uh, if you need, you know, like those playlists, coding playlists or focus playlists, this does it for me. I had to make something that I could put on when I needed to work and zone in on whatever I was doing that didn't have words to distract me and something that was just kind of there. Anyway, After the Night, Sven Knutsen. Number four song is AA by Walker Hayes, uh, one of my new favorite country artists. And if you listen to our finale, well, you got to hear a little bit about how much I love Walker Hayes. Uh, if you haven't listened to the finale, it's okay if you want to press pause right now. Go listen to that and then come right back. And then my number five song, another one by Walker Hayes. Wow, I like Walker Hayes. I didn't think I'd get two of these in a row. Fancy Like. Uh, that was probably the first song I ever heard by Walker Hayes. And for the longest time, I didn't even know who did it. Uh, I'll be honest. I heard the Kids Bop version first. 
finally was like, who did the original? Like, I want to hear the actual person that did this, not a bunch of kids singing. Walker Hayes, and then started listening to his 2022 album, Country Stuff. Those two songs got played more than any of the other ones on his album. So yeah, moving on down the Spotify wrapped. I listened to 4,592 artists, but one of them ruled my world. Who was it? Well, we just got done talking about him. Walker Hayes. Um, I spent 1,656 minutes listening to Walker. That's, uh, yeah, I was in the top 0.1% of Walker Hayes listeners. You hear that, Walker? I might be your number one fan. Somehow, this Idaho guy is the number one fan way down there in Alabama. My top artists, while we're on the artist thing here, uh, my top five, starting at number five, is Camp. C-A-A-M-P. Camp. I love it. It's a little Americana. It's some bluegrass. It's a little alternative indie. It's uh, probably mostly bluegrass. They're a new find for me this year. Their 2022 album, Lavender Days, is incredible. If you haven't heard of them, Definitely go check out Lavender Days. Uh, my number four, Nirvana. Yes, I totally agree. I played a lot of Nirvana. Uh, number three, Foo Fighters. Whew, that one's a hard one to talk about. Still, Miss You Taylor. My number two artist, Willow. I listened to a lot of Willow. Coping Mechanism came out, and I, I hadn't heard it until DL messaged me and was like, hey, have you checked this out yet? And I, was, I really wasn't, I, I was not even on my radar, not something I was considering and uh, was mowing the lawn one day and thought, okay, let's throw on some coping mechanism and see what Willow's like. And then I couldn't stop playing it. I think I I just, I listened to that album for like a week straight. I, I, I'm still not sure. I think I really, really love it. But there's times where I think I'm just really caught up in how good the production sounds and how I... There's a lot of ideas in there that I wish I would have thought of. The drums were, I don't know, I love the drums on this album. Yeah, we talk about this on the finale too, so I'm not going to burn a bunch of your time right now because, again, hit pause, verse, chorus, verse, pod, go listen to the finale, and then come back and finish up my rap with me. Number one artist, Walker Hayes. Let's see, what is your mood? Your, I don't even know what they call this. This year, you had layers like an onion. Oh, thanks, Spotify. I'm an onion. I'm also the adventurer. Yeah, I'm a seeker of sound, and I venture out into unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. ENVU, that's my little, I don't know, four-letter word thingy at the bottom. Exploration, newness, variety, uniqueness. I feel like that sums me up. Yeah, that's it, folks. That's my Spotify wrap for 2022. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening. We'll see you in the new year. We've got season three coming around the corner and uh, stick around and check that out. At Verse Course Verse Pod. Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, look us up on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Deezer, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much anywhere that you, that you listen to your podcasts. Um, obviously, you found this, so you know how to do it. Have a good one. Boy, these Spotify raps. I tell you what, how's everybody doing? I'm still drinking my PBR. All these people got their raps. I want to talk about them, but I'm going to talk about them in the next episode. That's what our next episode is, by the way. We're going to 
jot down some thoughts. We're going to think about them for a second, and then we're going to talk about the other first course, first members raps. I always like that. I always like hearing what other people think about other people's music. We got to figure out more ways to do that in the actual podcast because it's fun. And with that, the last two that we have are Evil and I. I guess we'll start with Evil. Evil, tell us about your Spotify wrapped. Hey everybody, this is Evil Jimmy here with some more of this wonderful off-season content through the holidays and into January. You know, we're trying to make sure that we're entertaining everybody and keeping connected, even though we're technically taking some time off from recording the podcast. But uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you today a little bit about my 2022 Spotify Wrapped. Now, full disclosure, this is my second attempt at recording this because I made a grave error the first time through. I'll talk about that when we get to that point in the progression of the wrapped. Basically, um, I just was rambling on and on and on. I want to make sure that you guys are getting good content and you don't need to just listen to me name off a whole bunch of uh, metal songs. Before we get into that, of course, we have to talk about the most important thing, and that's what am I drinking while I'm talking about this wrapped? Today, I have a single pot still Irish whiskey, Redbreast 12-year. If you are into Irish whiskeys, this is one of the best you can get. I love Redbreast. It's so delicious. I tend to really like single pot still whiskeys. For those of you who don't know, in the distillation process of liquor, there's two main ways they go about doing it. Single pot still, which is like kind of the old way of doing things, and then column still. Column still allows you to get a higher ABV. So for like vodka, it filters out the impurities. You're, you're able to get those high proof spirits by getting all of the, basically all the stuff that holds flavor in it. Because of the nature of the pot still, kind of the older technology, a lot of the oils, phenols, stuff like that hang out in that. That's where a lot of the flavor is. And I tell you what, in Redbreast, very, very, very good. So I'm gonna have a sip of this delicious, delicious, treat right now. So yummy. So, so yummy. Let's get in to my Spotify wrap for 2022. Previously, I used Google Play before signing on to the podcast and becoming, you know, one of the regular contributors. I'd used Pandora in the past a bit before. I had a Spotify account, but I didn't really use it much because I had already invested in Google Play it was a tremendous service. You could upload your own songs to it. Only you could listen to them, but you had access to stuff. So if there was a song or an album or an artist that uh, you wanted to include in like your streaming catalog, but wasn't available through the Play Store or through the Play Streaming, you could just upload those MP3s or maybe there were other file formats you could upload. I, the MP3s is what I used. Google being the jerks that they are deprecated that wonderful service in lieu of their YouTube music uh, streaming platform, which is not as good, is inferior to Google Play, but whatever. I don't have a lot of sway over Google and the decisions that they make. I know, big surprise. And since everyone else in the pod uh, uses uh, Spotify, I rolled over to that. My family actually has a family plan, so we all have our own accounts and pay one bill for it. It's super slick. You know, I got to say, I like Spotify. My wrapped last year was probably half a year's use of Spotify because I was still using Google Play and I gave YouTube Music a go. 
this year, I think I did most of my podcast listening anyway through through Spotify. So the wrapped is going to be a bit more accurate, I guess, sussing out what I listen to throughout the year. So let's dive in. A few surprises. Like I said, it's my second time through, so I, I kind of know what's going on. You guys don't, but um, you're about to find out. Here we go. So my 2022 Spotify wrapped. Per Spotify this year, I ventured into the genreverse which is not surprising since, you know, I'm doing a lot of listening for the podcast. I'm listening to a lot of music that I probably would not have. I explored 30 different genres, which actually that might sound like a lot. I could see that being way higher. I think it depends on how Spotify actually categorizes genres because just in in metal alone, you could subcategorize metal into hundreds of genres if you really wanted to. Uh, so 30 while sounding like a high number, I don't balk at that by any means. Let's count down my top five genres per Spotify. And this is kind of interesting. So number five is indie soul. Heavy metal Jimmy here listening to indie soul. Expanding my horizons. Number four, lo-fi beats. Number three, alternative metal. That yeah, seems on brand. Number two, chill hop, which is is really surprising. That's my number two. And then number one is rock. Indie soul, lo-fi beats, chill hop, number five, four, and three. What's going on there? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. I use Spotify to stream music through the Sonos speakers that go throughout my house. And I have music on a ton. Now, like I said, we have a family Spotify account and whoever kind of like cues up the music for the day, that is the Spotify account that gets tagged as streaming to the Sonos until someone else comes in and changes it. We have in our Sonos system, multiple playlists, favorited and tagged and built. And a lot of it is just like chill music to, that we throw on in the mornings or when we're just kind of hanging out and want something playing. The lo-fi beats at number four, for sure, we have tons of like lo-fi beats earmarked to listen to. The Indie Soul might be a mix of my daily Sonos listening and stuff that I've kind of expanded into for the podcast. Interesting to me is that there's alternative metal at number three, but no just like heavy metal on this. This makes me think that I need to deliberately listen to metal in 2023 so I can stay on brand for y'all. I talked about ideas that I had for the YouTube content that we're going to be doing and some ways that I'm going to build into my listening more heavy metal music. So hopefully my genre breakdown will be skew a little bit more towards the heavy in 2023. My morning started with cozy, chill, mellow. That's going back to the lo-fi beats, the, the chill hop. I seize the day with cathartic, moody, light music. Uh, sure, whatever. But I embrace the night with proud mayhem, nervous, <laughs> whatever that means. So I'm probably listening to more of the stuff that I want to listen to in the evening. Proud mayhem. That would be a good band name, proud mayhem. All of that listening added up. And in 2022, my total playtime was 15,387 minutes, not hours. That would have been probably more hours than there are <laughs> in the year. Uh, yeah, so that's more than 66% of other listeners in the United States. For the amount of time that we have stuff streaming, I'm kind of surprised that it's not a bit higher. Although when we're using the streaming stuff on the Sonos, that could be tapping into my lady Spotify account or either of the accounts that the kids use. With one song, it was love at first listen. Not a big surprise. My top song was 
feel what I believe by the halo effect. If you listen to the season finale, you know that is my number one song of the year. I played it 38 times, which seems kind of low actually, with the most listens being on January 29th, 2022, probably within a day or two of its release. Uh, I know I listened to that song a ton on YouTube, watched the video a bunch. I listened to that song a ton. It's so good. It has one of the greatest riffs of all time. Kicks in about a minute into the song. It makes me want to ride like a war horse into battle carrying a flaming lance. And it is pure triumph. I played 3,179 songs. That's a fairly high number taking into account that I'm just like streaming a lot of music all day long, but I am using a lot of the same playlists. So those songs are, are repeating quite a bit. These songs played again, again, my top five songs, drum roll, please. No, I can't do that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Number five, The Distance by Cake, which makes a ton of sense since we did a 10 out of 10 album breakdown for Fashion Nugget. Great song, great album. That could be on my top five list, depending on what kind of a cake mood I'm in in any given year. I could see that being on my top five played songs any given year. So not a huge surprise. Number four, Days of the Lost, The Halo Effect. That album got a ton of play by me. So uh, not a big surprise. Number three, Committed to the Con, Alexis on Fire. That was my top album of the year. For those of you who haven't listened to the finale yet, spoiler alert. Why are you listening to things out of order? First track on their album, Otherness. Tremendous track. Love that song. Number two, Shadow Minds, The Halo Effect. I believe that was the first single released from the album. That was released in November of 2021. So that's that song's been in my playlist for quite a while. And of course, number one, Feel What I Believe, The Halo Effect. My year can't be contained in a playlist, but we try it anyway. And of course, Spotify Rap, they give you a playlist of your top 100, actually this year, 101 songs. And this is where I went off the rails when I first tried to record this because I started at 101 and counted down the entire list. I'll tell you what, at about number 70, I started regretting my choice. There was a lot of the halo effect Alexis on Fire, a lot of Cake songs, a lot of System of a Down, uh, some Moontooth in there, Muse, Jack White, lots of stuff from the podcast, J.I.D., Peter Gabriel, your standard fare. I will say there is one huge glaring omission from my top 100 list. There are zero Van Halen songs in my top 101 this year. Zero, not one. There's some Unearth, an ACDC song, there's an Iron Maiden track, Shocking to me. Number one, I'm going to fix that in 2023. Second, why? Besides the obvious that I'm just listening to more music for the podcast and a wider variety of stuff, why did I not listen to a ton of Van Halen this year? It might be a little bit of a hangover from kind of the morning phase of Eddie Van Halen's passing where I just binged Van Halen for months and months and months. I listened to 1,306 artists this year which is a ton. Total number of songs, the 3,000 whatever, wasn't so shocking. This number was actually pretty high in my opinion. 1,306 different artists. That's a lot. I can probably attribute some of that to just Sono streaming, but I also think I've been seeking out new music more and more for the podcast. I for sure would not have been listening to that many different artists if it wasn't for trying to find new music and new cool stuff to talk about for you guys. 
one of these artists I listened to the most and it ruled my world. Big surprise for me, actually. Even though we we did a couple of episodes surrounding this band, I was shocked that System of a Down, who I spent 381 minutes listening to this year, was my top artist of the year. Uh, I was in the top 3% of System of a Down listeners this year. So I have to say, Mesmerize, we did a 10 out of 10 album breakdown on it, and it hooked me in, and I fucking love that album uh, way more than I realized that I did. I couldn't stop listening to Radio Video, which is apparently my most listened to song from Mesmerize. Good on you, System of a Down. You wrote a banger of an album, and I will be listening to that moving forward. My top artists of the year are, drumroll please. Oh, fine. Number five, one of my longtime favorite metal bands, the bands that got me into more extreme music, and that is Cave-In. A Heavy Pendulum, they released that this year. Tremendous album. Cave-In has had a long, very diverse career. We did a, uh, an album swap on Jupiter this year. Heavy Pendulum was released this year as one of my favorite albums of theirs. So not shocked to have Cave-In at number five. Number four is Muse, which thinking in terms of the album they released this year, which was not that good, spoiler alert, I was like a little surprised. And then I realized we actually did uh, an album swap deal and I did an album swap where he gave me Origin of Symmetry and I listened to that album quite a bit. So between Will of the People that they released this year and the album swap that we did, I can see them being number four. Great band, not the greatest album this year, but number three, huge surprise here, is The Halo Effect. Actually, I think the surprise is that it wasn't number one because I listened to Feel What I Believe so fucking much. Uh, Number two is Cake. That actually kind of shocked me. Having the distance at number five of my top songs list, not so shocking. Having Cake as number two top artist of the year, actually kind of shocking. The period when we went over Fashion Nugget kind of binged Cake a bit. So that's interesting to me. And number one, we just talked about them, System of a Down. Time to meet my listening personality. I am the adventurer. I'm a seeker of sound. I venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. And then they give you a little, it's almost like a personality score for music. I'm E-N-V-U. The E is exploration. The N is newness. The V is variety. And the U is uniqueness. So I apparently, I sought out lots of new music. I do find myself spending a lot of time in the Spotify has all of these playlists that they curate and keep updated for new rock music, new metal music, new whatever. But I also just keep track of new music as well. Because of the podcast, I'm constantly trying to keep my finger on the pulse of what's new, what's exciting, what are, what potential albums are going to be at the top of year-end lists. And so in 2022, my music listening has been so much more broad than it has been in previous years to the point that like I'm listening to hip-hop again, which I haven't for years and years and years, but I found multiple albums that I just really dug. The Adventurer, I guess I am. I will endeavor to keep that alive as I go into 2023, even though I'm going to also make a point to listen to more heavy metal and lots of Van Halen. Yeah, that's the end of my wrapped. Some surprises, some not huge surprises. Halo Effect. It was a good year for me musically. 
I'm listening to music in ways that I haven't before. So thank all of you out there for tuning in and listening to us. Being on this podcast and receiving the feedback I get from from everybody has been a tremendously humbling experience. We spent a couple of episodes talking about you know how much we love you and how much if you listen to me talk about the artwork that we received, um, how much that what I want to do with the podcast has been influenced by you guys, which is the whole point of us doing it. And I didn't even realize it, that I just want to do as much as I can to speak about the music in the most passionate and educated way possible to, to just keep building the community and connect with you all. Hopefully what we do... <laughs> This has just been such a cool thing to be a part of. And I want to keep growing as a person. I want to keep growing as a music listener slash aficionado. I will never be a music critic. That's not my charge in life. I just want to listen to awesome music, talk about it with my friends, and hopefully entertain all of you and interact with you moving forward. So here's to 2022. It was a great year. Looking forward to 2023. Let's hope that there's a lot more Van Halen on my wrapped in 2023. See you guys in the next uh, episode where I think I'm going to be talking about everyone else's wrapped. Lots of black pink, I'm sure. Yay. All right, guys. See ya. Hey, thanks, Evil. I bet that was cool. I got a feeling that you listen to a lot of metal. And I got a feeling that you listen to a lot of podcast things. One of the things I'm interested in now that for this year, Evil and Rachel had much, much more of a, a, well, I shouldn't say burden, right? Much, much more of a part in the podcast. They did more episodes. I'm interested to see what their raps are like because I think it was one of them commented that all my rap was just homework, you know, felt bad kind of thing. And I have a feeling they're going to understand why mine was all podcast stuff. I'm also interested to look at Sven's because, you know, Sven's not on the podcast very often. And by no means am I saying that he doesn't do a lot of stuff for the pod. Last year, he did all the promos, all the editing for the promos. So he definitely played a part every single week. Also, this is probably the first time that you're going to hear this, uh, listeners of the pod, that give a shit and that are on Instagram which aren't very many of you, but we are not doing promos anymore. I know. The promo videos are excellent. They are amazing. We love them, but they are a time suck that we cannot afford uh, now that we're on YouTube and Sven has so much video editing to do. I was the one that said, I think we should stop promos, so don't blame dear old Svenjikins. Maybe someday we will be big enough to where we can do all of it. Hire a hand or two. I have good feelings about the next couple years. But for now, our promos are essentially just going to be something that I will rip from the episode. Still fun. Still something to give you a, hey, come listen to this now kind of thing. But no more super incredibly well-written by whoever that amazing Shakespearean author that writes those scripts, no more of those. We gotta give Sven a break to do the YouTubes. Anyway, besides the promos, Sven wasn't on the podcast much. 
He does the first couple episodes of a rotation with me, and then he's gone for months at a time. So I'm interested to see his wrapped. I'm interested to see what he listens to or how his listening goes. I don't know how much he still listens at the church or has his job is doing video editing for churches and that sort of thing. I think he had a lot of Christian stuff last year. I think he keeps going further and further down the pop country hole. So yeah, it's going to be fun to hear. But now we are to my wrapped. Let's talk about it. I don't know. It's It's fun to see. There aren't that many surprises on it. And after whoever it was said what they did about it's just a big pod research thing, honestly, they were pretty right. Let's get into it. So I just screenshotted a bunch of my raps. For those of you that don't have Spotify wrapped, man, I should have said this at the beginning of the episode. Jesus H. Christ. Uh, What it is, is Spotify, when you have a subscription, it takes all the music that you listen to all year and it calculates everything and it tells you what band you listen to the most and what your favorite song was and how much time you listen to what. And every year there's a couple of different little things to it that are quirky and fun and lovely. And I will go through and I will talk about it. The first thing that I screenshotted in my cute little Spotify wrapped were how many genres you listen to. I listened to 43, which sounds insane. That sounds like, but I have a feeling that there are eight kabillion genres. To think 43, rock, alternative rock, country, whatever country, some other country, a different country. But 43 genres is a ton. And I'm sure that I am not in comparison to many other people. So I'll be interested to see who has the most and how to even contemplate comprehending that. 43 genres seems like a ton to me. Somehow I doubt that it is. My top genres were rock, indie rock, hip hop, alternative metal, and alternative rock. Nothing weird there, everything. But I do like that my number one is just flat out rock. I like that. But I do feel like there's some sort of Spotify algorithm that, you know, it says my number two is indie rock. My number five is alternative rock. So I bet rock is included in all of those. But those are my top genres. Spotify rap did this thing where it talked about what you listen to most through certain parts of the day. And my mornings started with hardcore, exciting, and cathartic. Not really what you'd think of in the morning unless you are blasting your pecs. I didn't blast my pecs. That's evil's job. He's all into the vanity muscles. Um, (laughs) I wish he was here to hear that and laugh. Uh, No, I am a morning uh, jog guy. And although long-distance jogs... In the morning, I like calmer stuff, but weekday, you know, five miles, three miles, something simpler, going up a hill, you need your hardcore exciting or cathartic. You do. Cathartic is weird for the morning. That kind of worries me about me, but it's really hard to take any of this. My morning jogs were always a pod research. You know, something else that I was doing last year, I didn't even think of, but I am going to start again. So there is a list of 
albums to hear before you die. Last year, I started to do them on TikTok. And every morning, I would jog and I would listen to an album. And then I would do this 10-second review. After, what, three months, four months, something like that, I realized that TikTok is the devil. It's a terrible place where terrible people go to do terrible things. And I didn't want to be a part of it anymore, so I stopped. Just because my morning thing was hardcore, exciting, and cathartic doesn't mean that that's what I need in the morning. Honestly, every morning I was listening to a different album because of TikTok. And I was also researching for the pod. My daytime music was silly, nervous, and fancy. No, I I can't even comprehend what the fuck that means or what sort of music is that's coming from. And then at night relaxing, chill, mellow. That checks out. One thing this year is I consciously listen to way more vinyl than I did Spotify. I took way more time listening to vinyl, especially at night. If I was listening to music at night, it would not it was not very often on Spotify. Total playtime in 2022 for me was 53,252 minutes. It says that's more than 93% of other listeners in the United States. I'll be interested to see where that stacks up with the rest of the team. I have a feeling that this isn't that high, that they will probably have higher numbers. Like I said, uh, I listened to a lot of vinyl this year, a lot. I also know that, you know, like Sven listens to YouTube a lot. I don't know how much he just is in Sunday church and lets his Spotify go. Maybe somebody like him who will have Spotify playing at his job will have 80,000 minutes because it's just running all day at his job. So I I have no comprehension as to how much 53,000 is. It says 93% of other listeners, but... I don't know. I have a hard time with that. There's got to be a shit ton of listeners that aren't even on Spotify or they have the free subscription and they don't listen that much. Or It's like me with fucking Pandora where I'll randomly just listen to it every now and then, right? Let's get to my top song on Spotify for 2022. It is for many reasons. It is because of the pod. It is because I love it. It is because I did a lot of working out this year and it's the perfect workout song. My top song for 2022 was New Found by Gojira. I played it 41 times this year. I can see it. It is a brilliant song, best song on that album, one of the best workout songs I know. The drums are amazing. The lyrics are great. We talked enough about Gojira. We talked enough about this album, Fortitude. I'm not going to keep going on it. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are rolling your eyes right now. Please, God, be done with Fortitude. But it was my top song. I played 2,488 songs in 2022 i don't know if that's a lot or not like i said interested to hear from the rest of the gang see how much that is but my top five songs well we already know number one is newfound by gojira let's start on number and eh, let's work our way down number two 
Number two is Hunter's Moon by Ghost. Uh, love that song. Ghost's new album came out towards the very beginning of 2022. And Hunter's Moon was the single before. Man, I, I did. I listened to that a ton. Love that song. Uh, but that's towards the beginning of 2022. I didn't really listen to Ghost, that album, towards the end. I got to say, um, that Ghost album... You can knock it if you want. It's cheesy. It's soft core metal, easily formulated. I fucking love that album. And I got to say, as time's gone on after the finale, I question myself that I didn't fight for that album more to be on the top 10 best albums of 2022. I think that is a fantastic, well-choreographed metal rock album. And I kind of feel like it should have been on our top 10. I mean, it was on my list, but I think it was, I think my list was the only one that it was on. And I feel like I should have fought for it more. I feel like if I would have raised a little bit of a stink with evil, there would have been a, oh shit. Hmm. I don't think it's my favorite song on that album. I think it's my third favorite, but I can definitely see where it would be the one I listened to most. Number three, Brighton by Jerry Cantrell. I talked about that in my Revise and Revisit. Um, That song is amazing, and I didn't give it enough respect last year. I should have. Obviously, I did this year because I listened to it a ton. My number four may seem a little bit random. It is All Day and All of the Night by The Kinks. So I know that I have talked at least once or twice about The Kinks. I love the Kinks. I love them. The Kinks are an interesting band because when I talk about my love for them, it is pretty ferociously in the early years. Everything the Kinks did was really good, but the early years, the You Really Got Me, and yes, of course, All Day and All the Night, just brilliance, just greatest, simplest rock you're ever going to hear. There's something this year, and it wasn't so much towards the later months, but the earlier months about that song that I just needed to hear a ton. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I listened to that song so much. God, that song is so good. All day and all of the night. And my number five comes from my favorite album of 2022. The number one track on it, actually. Closer Still by The Crows. It seems like this kind of came as a surprise. It seemed a little anticlimactic at the finale from what I remember. Got a lot of confused faces when I said that this was my favorite album of the year. But the album's amazing. It's very... It's 2022 Joy Division, but a little bit heavier. So yeah, Deal's gonna like that. Closer Still is the track one on it. It's amazing. I think this was way up there because... I would listen to this album all the way through a lot. I listened to 660 artists this year. That's got to be a lot, right? That seems like a lot. 660 artists. That's almost two a day. I feel like that's a lot. Actually, when you put it like that, almost two a day, which it's not, by the way, I guess that doesn't seem that crazy. It doesn't seem like all that much. Maybe, hmm, maybe I'm an idiot. But one ruled my world, and I did know that this was coming. Uh, my top artist this year was the Crash Test Dummies. Uh, so we've talked a bit about 
how it took time to figure out how to avoid burnout this year. Full year, listening to so much music, get up in the morning, go out to get on a jog and you have something you have to listen to and you start it and you're just not like, fuck, man, I'm not feeling this at all. I don't want to listen to this fucking thing right now. It starts happening a lot and you get frustrated there are palate cleansers. There are other things that I would do, but one of the one of the numerous things that I would do is I listen to a lot of Crash Test Dummies this year. And I'm not saying universally, hey, go listen to Crash Test Dummies. I promise they'll eat it. No, Crash Test Dummies are just a favorite of mine. They have been my whole life. So they are songs that I am familiar with. I am comfortable with. They make me happy. And that's that, especially in the summer, if I'm doing yard work, if I'm working on the house, if I am out around a campfire, if it's the 4th of July, I have a big mix, but on that big mix is like 40 Crash Test Dummy songs. So much so that I spent 1,535 minutes listening to them, and I was in the top 0.01% of their listeners this year. Hey, Crash Test Dummies, I listen to you a lot. Maybe you should come on the podcast. Apparently, my number one Crash Test Dummy song was You Won't Run Out. I love this song. This song is deceptively dark. It is this nice, bright, happy, calm, acoustic song. No drums, nothing like that. Kind of this love song. And then you start listening to it. And you start paying attention to the lyrics. And it is all about him being in love with this thing and knowing that it's there for him and being comfortable and just happy that it's always there for him and he's singing about alcohol the chorus is i know you won't run out on me subtly incredibly dark song that shit speaks to me i love stuff like that and i listen to this a lot i feel it i relate i understand and it's the crash test dummies Crash Systemies obviously was my number one artist of the year, but what were my top five? Top five makes sense, actually, and it is really mostly the pod. So number one was Crash Systemies. It's funny because that is the only one that we didn't talk about them on the pod at all, but I talked about Palate Cleanser. That's the go-to. If you're doing a wine tasting, in the end, the thing that you drank most was water, right? My number two is System of a Down. Not a huge surprise because I love them and because we talked about them a ton. We had, I think, three to four episodes where System of a Down was dealt with. Number three is Cake. Same thing. We did an album dissection. We talked about, I think, a year with one of their out. No, we didn't. That's a lie. But we did dissect Cake. I talked about them on The Great Search along with System of a Down. And that would be why they are so high up. Um, but yeah, that's right. I did both of them on the great search cake being higher than system of a down, but joy division being the highest. They are not on my top five for 2022. My number four is ghost. We've already talked about ghost. I did. I listened to a ton of ghost at the beginning of the year. I do love that album. I think it's great. And number five, which makes sense because I love them because I always listen to them and because we did our first of many, many parts of episodes geared towards them this year, the Beatles, the most popular band of all time is in my top five. How very edgy. I spent 34,945 minutes listening to podcasts. 
Is that a lot? I don't, I don't know. I do listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm working. My top five podcasts. And I'll just go through this quickly because you guys don't give a shit about this. My number five is The Rewatchables, which is a podcast about uh, popular movies that are, you guessed it, rewatchable. My number four is How Did This Get Made? If you haven't listened to that, it's amazing. It is Paul Shear. It, it, if you've ever seen The League, it's Andre, Rafi, and then Andre is married to June Rayfield. I feel like that's her name. She is an amazing comedian. She's fucking hilarious. Anyways, them three, June Diane Rayfield, I think that's her name. Those two are married, and then the guy that plays Rafi uh, in the league, those three have a podcast about they take a really, really bad movie, like a B movie, and they just talk about it, and it's great. My number three is My Favorite Murder. Everybody, It's the most popular podcast of all time behind, I think, Joe Rogan. But I think even then, My Favorite Murder is number one in a lot of other, you know, like live audience shows. They are by far number one. They're just, they just kill it. They're just so fucking funny. They really are. Uh, my number two is uh, Ryan Rosillo podcast, which is a sports thing. And my number one is the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a sports thing. So I'm sorry. That's boring. We'll go right to the next thing. They have this weird aura thing for Spotify. Uh, what was your style of listening? I'm an adventurer. I'm a seeker of sound. I venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher artists, deeper cuts, newer tracks, especially gems yet to be found. Huzzah. That's my rap. I think that's it, everybody. I think that's all we got. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Join us next week when we talk about everybody else's rap. I like that much more than this. I always thought this would be the least receptive episode. This was one of our highest volumes of downloads last year were the Spotify ones. So, shit, what do I know? Not much, which is always made clear. Versecoursefirst.com, at Pod. Keep listening. Join us next week. We're going to talk about that. We've got a couple more preseason episodes and then season three, baby. Thanks for listening. Good night. And good luck. Oh, I, oh, I.